Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. I want to remind everyone that our mission, as always, is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms, the story of addiction and the road to recovery. We are not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step-based organizations or groups in any way. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about relapse. You hear all the time that relapse is part of recovery. And it is, but it's part of recovery until it's not. It's important for me to identify and learn from every relapse that I've had to get the lesson out of it, to understand what led up to it. Was it the triggers? Was it the people, places, or things, the specificness of those things? Was it the internal triggers? Was it the external triggers? Was it the sensory triggers that led up to it? What was it? How do I identify it? How do I learn from it? And that's what's most important. Because remember, we have a daily reprieve, and a reprieve is a stay from execution. This disease wants me dead. So I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. I have to maintain this thing. I look at my disease as an engine. I look at my recovery as an engine. And each one of those things needs gas. Each engine needs gas in order to be able to roll, to continue to move forward. So every day I have to understand which tank am I gassing up? In my disease, the engine of my disease needs selfishness. It needs fear. It needs dishonesty. It needs resentment. It needs horrible relationships. It needs, it needs fear. It needs all these things, man. But my recovery needs spirituality. It needs prayer. It needs meditation. It needs recovery. It needs selflessness. It needs honesty. It needs forgiveness. It needs love. It needs tolerance. So every day, it's my responsibility to make sure I'm gassing up the right ones. But I'm human, so I'll put gas in both. But I have to be mindful of these things. So when I look back on all of the major relapses that I've had, and I'm not talking about, you know, uh, just waiting for the dope man to show up or the liquor store to open, that's not a relapse. I'm talking about a period of time, a period of relief, a period of maybe recovery, a period of white knuckling, a period of abstinence. That's what I have to focus on. Those are the things that I have to be aware of to really identify and look at those situations. You've heard me previously speak about being a thinking problem. It centers in our mind. And the reason is, is before I relapse, I'm sober for that period of time. And I think that it's going to be different this time, despite evidence that shows me that it has never been different. I've never been able to control and enjoy it. I've never been able to stop. I've never been able to control it. I've never been able to stop despite negative consequences. But I think that it's going to be different this time. So I have to remember that. I have to be able to identify these things and really look and understand what the severity of the situation is. It might not seem like a big deal to miss a commitment. It might not seem like a big deal to lie to somebody. It might not seem like a big deal to embellish on a story. It might not seem like a big deal to take something that's not yours or to steal or to manipulate somebody. It might not seem like a big deal. But those are all the characteristics of my illness. Those are all the characteristics of my alcoholic mentality. So it's very critical that I'm aware of these things at all times. Because if I do enough of it, when I look in the mirror at the end of the night, I don't like what I start to see anymore. And when I don't like the way I feel, I want to change it.
So I've identified some major relapses that I've had in my life, and I was able to really look at the lesson to be learned in every single one of them. You know, I remember a while back, my dad told me that relapse is part of recovery. And I remember the exact first thought that I had, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict. So first thought wrong. And my first thought was, well, I can get away with another relapse, maybe three more times. (laughs) And that's what I thought. That's what I thought. So I start to look at some things and, you know, I I went to Crossroads. I did a program there. I did a 16-day program and I thought self-knowledge would fix it. And when we talk about self-knowledge in step one, it's like if you go to the doctor and they tell you you got stage two cancer, right? You got stage two cancer and you say, doc, thank you for the information. I'm good now. Because this is a disease just like cancer. And we talk about that and there is a solution. So I have to treat it. That's what's important. So I went to Crossroads. I didn't treat it. I thought self-knowledge would fix it. And I relapsed again. I look at another major relapse. I did some prison time. I was sober the whole time in prison, three years straight. White knuckling it, abstinent. That was it. Didn't change anything. Expected a different result. I got out of prison. I completed probation. And this alcoholic mentality told me that I should go to Vegas and celebrate. And just like it talks about in step one, I fell victim to the belief that my long period of self-discipline and sobriety had qualified me to drink like other men. So I went to Vegas and I got drunk. And I relapsed again. And ultimately the relapse, the drinking of the alcohol led to other things down the way. Because it's cunning, it's baffling, it's powerful, and it's patient, man. It really is. I think about the last relapse that I had that led up to me finding this program, finding a spiritual experience, asking for help, getting a sponsor, working the steps, helping others, being of service, which has led me to where I am now. It was a reservation, man. I had a reservation that if I ever lost my visits, if I was if I was able to not see my wife ever, that I was going to use again. And I lost my visits and I used again. I had that reservation there. So now I've learned valuable lessons. I've learned about reservations. I've learned about why self-knowledge isn't good enough. I've learned about why I have, I have to stick to this program, this awareness that I have to maintain on a day-to-day basis of my character defects and what I'm living in. Am I selfish more than I'm selfless? Have I harmed anyone? Do I need to clean it up? Those step 11 questions. So now I'm starting to learn these things. You know, it's really critical, you know. I always tell everybody who relapses, man, I tell them, look, the only thing that changes is a date. It doesn't take away from the work you put in, the tools that you've gained, the things that you've learned, the step work that you've that you've accomplished. All that means is it's time to redouble the efforts. That's what it means. But a lot of times. It's the shame that we feel that prevents us from coming back to the rooms, from asking for help, from being honest. It's the shame. It's the false narrative that we create in our mind that we think others are going to judge us when every single person in these rooms has relapsed multiple times. They just have. So today, it's one of those things where I have to have the non-negotiables of my recovery in place. There's non-negotiables. That's going to meetings. That's having a service commitment. That's having a home group. 
That's sponsoring, guys. That's having a sponsor. Those are the non-negotiables of my recovery. Those are the things that are in place that prevents me from falling into a lapse of behavior, a lapse of judgment, to falling back into character defects, to continue to maintain my recovery. You know, it talks about in the family afterward that we're like newcomers. When we're newcomers, we feel like we've struck gold. Joy at a release from a lifetime knew no bounds. Father feels he has struck something better than gold. For a time, he may try to hug the treasure to himself, but he's barely scratched a limitless low, which will pay dividends for the rest of his life if he only mines for it and gives away the entire find. I have to be active in my program. I have to be of service. I have to give away what was so freely given to me. I have to do these things on a day-to-day basis because this thing's patient, man, and it's waiting on me. You hear all the times when people come back to the rooms, you say, what happened? I stopped going to meetings. I stopped calling my sponsor. I stopped helping others. I started to live in character defect. And ultimately, I wanted to change the way I felt again. It's important for me to get a win out of every day. It's important for me to win the moments. Life is a series of rituals. I have to win those moments. I have to have a ritual in place that gives me a positive result, that gives me a good feeling, that carries me throughout the day. It's so critical. When I look back at the end of the day and I haven't harmed anyone and I've kept all my commitments and I've been of service and I didn't lie to anyone today, when I've engaged myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, when I've done those things, at the end of the night, I don't want to change the way I feel. Because the drugs and the alcohol, they're not the problem. They're the solution to the problem. So for any of you guys who are struggling out there, who are having a problem, who are in the midst of a relapse, who feel that pain, that shame, that guilt, that embarrassment, come back to the rooms. Ask for help. Get a sponsor. Because the only thing that's changing is a date. And if you can learn from these relapses, they become valuable to you. Because when we're aware, we're responsible. So let's create some awareness. Let's get them feet moving. Let's take some action. Let's get back out there, man, and get back after it because your life depends on it. This disease wants us dead. I got two choices. Either get busy living or get busy dying. And if I'm not working on recovery, I'm working on a relapse. You know, when I was at the prison in North Unit, there were several guys that came Uh, to bring meetings, H&I, they were there no matter what, whether it was New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, whether it was Christmas, it didn't matter. They were always there. The door was always open. We could always count on them. And one of us, one of the guys used to tell us a, a very valuable lesson. He said that he had this lady that he was going to meetings for years. And every single time he went to the meeting, the lady asked him, what step are you on? What step are you working today? What step are you working today? And after a prolonged period of time, he asked her, Why do you ask me that every single time? Why do you ask everybody that comes in the rooms every single time? Why do you ask them that? And she said, because we've never seen anyone relapse who's working a step. This is designed for living that really works. Each tool, that each step gives you a tool to handle life. A principle associated with each step. When I'm living in those principles, I don't want to change the way I feel either. So it's important for you to identify what are your major triggers. 
what lessons have you learned from every time you've had a period of sobriety and you've went back out and tried it again and expecting different results despite evidence that shows it's never been different? What led up to that? Is it the relationships you carry in your life? Is it the guilt, the shame, the embarrassment, the regret? Are you starting to carry those things again? Do you forgive yourself? Do you know who you are? Have you made the necessary changes? Are you half-stepping it? What is it? Do you need to redouble your efforts? Those are the things that we have to identify. We just have to. Because we're past the point where we can control and enjoy it. We're past that point. So I want to encourage everyone who might be struggling, who hears this, to reach out for help, man, to ask someone because your life depends upon it. Because if, like I said, if you're not working on a recovery, you're working on a relapse. <laughs>